first, a bigger story that we think will shape the country our grandchildren will inhabit, maybe more than any other. The nation's immigration laws are breaking down before our eyes. The people charged with enforcing those laws are instead destroying them. Yesterday we told you about Chicago, the city of Chicago, and its new plan to give ID cards to illegal immigrants. Those official IDs will allow non-citizens to vote. That's against federal law, not to mention the very idea of democracy. America is supposed to be run by Americans. That's the point of it. The politicians in Chicago are pushing to subvert that. If you're looking for a foreign influence scandal, and everyone in here in D.C. is looking for one, you got it, because it's happening in Chicago right now. Foreign citizens will be electing our political leaders. Chicago Alderman Amea Pawar come on, came on this show last night and tried to tell us that it was our imagination. None of this is happening. Illegal immigrants, he said, can't vote because in Illinois you have to prove you're a citizen in order to register to vote. Watch him tell you that. In order for someone to register to vote, they would have to sign an affidavit and present a birth certificate, a passport, a social security card, and potentially this. So you'd still need a second form of ID. So you're saying that in order to register to vote in the state of Illinois, you need to produce evidence of citizenship. Is that your claim? Y yes, it is. Okay, so we, we rarely play tape of people who've been on the show when they're not here to respond because it seems like bad sportsmanship. You ought to be able to respond directly to a claim against you. But we're replaying that because it so perfectly crystallizes the dishonesty in our public conversation on the subject. You just heard an elected official look right into the camera and tell you a lie. Not once, but three times. That's not true what he said. You do not need proof of citizenship to register to vote in the state of Illinois. We checked. Everyone who lives there knows this. You just need proof of an address and an ID, exactly like the one the city of Chicago is giving away to illegal immigrants. He's encouraging them to take. Informed people who say anything other than that are lying. And they're lying because they want illegal aliens to vote, but they don't want you to know about it or complain. Turn on your microphone, Joseph. So uh, back in college, I remember... Uh, taking a handful of classes about uh, electoral politics and you know comparative political systems and the rest of it, and there is a you know smallish at the time smallish but growing but significant number of people who believe anyone living under the jurisdiction of a government should have a vote for it, whether you are um, a, a citizen, a green card holder, you snuck in, you're here on vacation or whatever. Uh, probably not vacationers, but um, <laughs> and so the now I can just hear some of our howling friends on the left saying you're paranoid, you're racist, blah blah blah. No, it's a, it's an absolutely known political theory that everybody living under the jurisdiction of a politician should be able to vote for them. Meanwhile, and it's not difficult to connect the dots. There are millions of people in the country illegally. Um, there are a lot of people on the left, particularly. Um, the right benefits from the cheap labor. They're absolutely in on it. But a lot of people on the left who want these people to be living here lawfully, so then they can just merely show an ID, like you can get an ID or driver's license in California, for instance, say, yeah, I'm a permanent resident, and those millions of people will then vote Democrat. It's absolutely a deliberate strategy, and it's more or less out in the open. I remember when I heard um, the, the original segment Tucker Carlson was talking about there, that tape courtesy of Fox News, um, I remember thinking, wow, wait a minute, I've registered in a whole bunch of different states. I don't remember trying to produce my social security card or my birth certificate. And I was thinking, 
I don't remember that. Is it just my bad memory? And then, you know, the topic changed. I stopped thinking about it. But, yeah, it turns out that that was really a weird thing to hear because it's completely false. That's amazing. Dude getting on there. Meanwhile, you got the mayor of Oakland, Oakland, Libby Schaff, warning hundreds of felons that ICE is coming to get them. The list of people who they're looking for who they couldn't find, probably because she warned them that ICE was coming, Include some horrifying folks, really dangerous people. Not all of them. How many hundred people does uh, does I say they think they missed out on arresting because she warned? 800. 800 people that didn't get arrested. Yeah. Now, for Significant some of you, public safety threat criminals. Some of you think that that's awesome. <clears throat> some of you don't. I don't. Uh, Thomas Homan, the acting director of uh, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, Compared the mayor's warning on Saturday night, before the ICE agents began knocking on doors, the mayor went out and said, they're coming, don't don't open your door. He compared that to a gang lookout yelling police to stop criminals from being uh, caught. I think that's a great comparison. It's a very solid comparison. Now, the DOJ is talking about looking into whether she violated any laws. I, I, to me, that's probably a non-starter. Um, unless there's a specific statute that forbids it, then that's, you know, her First Amendment right. She doesn't like a policy. So a couple days later yesterday, a uh, protest in downtown San Francisco in which at least one woman laid down on the street and somebody had taken the time to spray paint on the street in giant letters. Bay Area United Against Ice. Um. And uh, this woman's laying down on Sansome, downtown San Francisco, you know, disrupting traffic and all that sort of stuff. Um, and people yelling out of bullhorns. Watch no, out for the poo! No human being is illegal, which is an absolutely moronic position, in my opinion. But If I had an eight-year-old who said something so silly and illogical, I would give them a timeout. <laughs> At least to take the time to explain to them why that is illogical. And uh, and I gotta believe if oh. you, that on that particular question is no human being illegal. I gotta believe eighty twenty, and I'm being generous. Polling that people disagree with that position. Agree or across disagree? The country. There are some people who do not have a lawful right to be in the United States. The thing is, if you if you if you if that's what you actually believe, you better change the laws because the current federal law, and it's been this way a long time, and. Not uh, Donald Trump or Barack Obama uh, or anybody with any heft in politics is, has been talking about making the policy no human being is illegal. Nobody. No national no. politician with any shot at any real office is advocating that. In any country on earth. There's, there's nobody running on that position. So you're you're so far out of mainstream America. Mainstream and then some of the fringes of mainstream and some of the fringes of that you don't fit into. Right. Because nobody is going to run on no human being is illegal. But in certain parts of the country, if you're really adamant and you seem like you're about to cry, people take your opinion more seriously. And that's, you get to block the streets. God, please. And the mayor of Oakland believes that, apparently. Shut up. God, it's pretty please. Crazy. Go it's down pretty... to the logic store and buy some. Here's a $10 bill. I'll pay. That's something. Yeah, it is. I don't know how you come to that point of view. Well, part of it, you know, the cynical, I mean, these, the, the these... people are, uh, who I was talking about, you know, back to political theory, 
those people understand that you can mobilize a lot of soft heads who will get in the street and yell and lay down and use That's their cryy people. voice. Right, because, exactly. Because these girls here, they they don't run restaurant chains that want cheap labor. No. And, uh, and, and I doubt they care about the number of voters they're getting. If they heard about it, they might think, oh, even better. But you're right. No, that's not their primary motivation. But they're really, really useful to those who are cynically trying to accomplish what I was talking about, which is to import and get to register millions of people who will vote in a particular direction. At least I get that. At least I understand that. That's a that's a okay. I understand. I don't like your means to get to your ends so you can stay in office. But the people that believe I like it here in the United States and anybody who wants to live here should get to live here, too. How do you come up with that? Well, I mean, if you're over, if you're an adult of any kind, how, right. how, do, what, Again, how does that work? The whole world to, would be here. What happened to adulthood? The idea of designing policy based on greeting card sentiments like no human being is illegal. What, what world do you live in? Well, I know where you live. I know precisely where you live. And you'll get nods of approval for that sort of childish illogic. Was the mayor's action an obstruction of justice? Yeah, that's the question. I doubt it, but it's an interesting question. Yeah, well, it sucks. I'll tell you that we have a, a mechanism, uh, voting for dealing with that, and and her constituents either like what she did or don't, and she'll either stay in office or not based on that. Yeah, if she obstructed justice, we don't leave that up to a no. vote. I imagine the no. uh, federal authorities will take a look at it. But again, much as I despise what she did, um, I, I I doubt. I doubt that'll happen, that she'll get busted for that. That's a heck of a point of view. That's a heck of a world of view. Yep. How many people, under what standards and circumstances, Yeah, what do you want the law to be? Just lay it out for me. What do you want the law to be, since you don't clearly agree with the current law? What do you want the law to be, and is there any limit or just no limit? Who should be allowed to vote? How do we determine who should be allowed to vote? Just... Spell it out, and we can talk about it. No human being is illegal! Uh, it's difficult to fashion policy with you. So Oprah said God's going to tell her whether or not to run for president. She's not being mocked the same way a conservative Christian would be for saying the same thing. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm reading the, the Jennifer Lawrence interview in USA Today today, and once again she starts talking about the nudity in the boob. I'm telling you, that's a sign that they know it's a bad movie. Yeah, or that she saw the final edit and it's more booby than she thought it would be and resents it a little bit. Could be either, both. I think they're just trying to get people to come out to the theater because they know they got a dog of a movie with a hot chicken and who shows her boobs. So they're going to go with the boob. That is uh, teat. Also, well, it's not meaning. I don't know if it's demeaning, but. Also, as we got the Oscars coming up Sunday night, I've got 10 best pictures that didn't win best Oscar that should have and who beat them. 
That's kind of an interesting list. Maybe we'll do that at, uh, at some point. I, I love lists yeah, like that. I do, too. Reminds me of my bitter, bitter rundown of all the Grammy mistakes exactly. through the years. Which Similar. I'd be happy to repeat for Similar. you anytime. <laughs> Please welcome Emily Jashinsky, who is a commentary writer for the Washington Examiner and well worth a read and a follow in the rest of it. We love her stuff. Emily, welcome. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So, you happy? <laughs> you happy? You having a good time? Because we're kind of oh, we're kind of worn out by the news cycle today, so I'm hoping you're happy. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully the news cycle today isn't quite like the news cycle yesterday, which was uh, like uh, a lot like the news cycle the day before that, before that, and going back <laughs> a roughly two years. But <laughs> and, anyway, so uh, listen, I I heard, I just shook my head, rolled my eyes as Mike Pence was being mocked the other day for saying, you know, he. God speaks to him, et cetera, et cetera. I thought typical, typical, but a, a contrast has emerged, hasn't it? It has, it has, and it didn't take too long, actually. <laughs> Tell us about it. Sure. Well, um, basically, I think this was earlier this month. Michelle Bachman came out, and she had been considering a Senate run um, in that seat that was vacated by Al Franken, and she basically had said, "You know, I haven't heard." God, that God is calling me to do this, which is, you know, a pretty common thing that Christians will talk about when they're going through tough decision-making processes. And uh, that was mocked, you know, in a lot of liberal outlets and by a lot of people on social media. It was similar to sort of what The View was mocking Pence over, um, that he, you know, says he's in conversation with God, again, about important decision-making processes. And another famous woman who's considering a run for higher office, Oprah, basically came out and said, made a comment that was strikingly similar to what Michelle Bachman had said, and that, you know, as she was considering whether or not it would be a good idea for her to run for president, you know, she was asking God whether he was calling her to do that. And, you know, of course, that's not exactly generating the same reaction um, in liberal outlets and in the media. Yeah, I've always been interested in the attitudes on people who are religious. Some of it is... um some of it breaks down by party. Some of it is a race, too. For whatever reason, you can be a very, you can be a regular church going, you can even be a minister if you're African American, and nobody mocks that uh, in the way that if you're white and you talk about God all the time, that you get mocked for whatever reason. Yeah, I think there's this um, caricature or this stereotype of the religious right, um, you know, that we see the presentations of it in the media as just sort of this fringe, crazy people that, you know, are, you know, like the Duggars or something on TLC. Mm-hmm. And they, so I think anything that sort of fits that stereotype, you know, is mocked widely. But what really it turns out to show is that how so many people on the left have a really hard time relating to just a massive chunk of the voting block and the voting population and just the American people that, you know, maybe they didn't go to Oberlin and they don't think this stuff is so kind of gross and they aren't so squeamish about it. It's just a normal part of their lives. That was one of your best sentences ever, Emily. That was a pretty <laughs> good go to Oberlin think all this is gross. That was perfect. Emily Jashinsky, yeah, commentary writer for the Washington Examiner. I was just thinking about the religious thing. Trump yesterday, I was wondering what he was going to say speaking at the at the Billy Graham Memorial. And he mentioned that when he was a kid, his dad took him to Yankee Stadium when Billy Graham packed Yankee Stadium, which I, I didn't know he, had, he was there for that. That was kind of interesting. Because I, I have, maybe I'm wrong, but I've, I've seen Trump as kind of a latecomer to the whole religious thing because it helped him out when he was running for the presidency. But it's probably unfair to look into his soul, huh? I shouldn't do that. But you're probably right. It's unfair, but it's correct. 
I mean, in yeah, the I same mean, the same way, we've long believed that Barack Obama went to the Reverend Wright's church just because that's where you have to go to be a powerful black politician oh, in Chicago. Bill Maher has said Barack Obama's an atheist, and we all know it, and the crowd cheers. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's always fair to question the sincerity of some of these, you know, gestures that are coming. It's religious. Religion is a big part of politics, and especially in Republican circles. Um, so I, I don't know what exactly. I don't yeah. know what's in Trump's soul, but he's definitely latched on to um, the religious right. I don't know what's in Trump's head. Never mind his soul. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody does. Well, Emily, let's part as friends and agree that Joy Behar is a reprehensible human being. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think she's funny sometimes, but, you know, sometimes it's also just like it's it's not funny at all. I think she spent too much time on The View where you get a laugh for saying anything from the train seals in the audience. Right, from the train, the train seals, seals in the awesome. Second only to your previous <laughs> sentence about Oberlin. Good stuff. Gold star for Emily today. <laughs> Emily, great to talk to you. Thanks a million. Thanks, guys. All right, you got it. She does get a gold star. Yeah, she's funny. I like her attitude. Yeah. Yeah, God, she's that saucy. Good. Do you want to hear? Hey, Michael, make it so I can play audio. What about my racial breakdown? Too dangerous to go there, but no, I thought that was great. That that is absolutely true. You oh, never 100%. hear. You never hear anybody who's African American mocked for being religious. At Please. least I don't recall it. The Reverend, <laughs> I can't even believe I got the word to pass my teeth. I usually can't. The Reverend Al Sharpton regularly that the spouts idiocies of all sorts, including just a phony, phony brand of, of soapbox religious gobbledygook. Well, but nobody ever calls him he, on that. He's a special case because he's all kinds of fraud. But well, right. a lot more black athletes talk about Jesus and the Lord and everything helping them win the game right. than, than white athletes. And I, I don't I don't see them that focused on in the same way. They don't get T-bowed for sure. Make it so I can play audio, Michael. Are we good? Let's see how quickly I can get this dialed up. Um, oh, no, never mind. I got some idiot ad. Never mind. Plus, it's just spinning as it always does. I'm for nobody being mocked for that, by the way. That's my current position. Uh, yeah, I just I respect other people's beliefs as long as you're not going to hurt somebody. All right, here you go, Michael. Bring me up here. One thing to talk to Jesus. It's another thing when Jesus talks to you. Exactly. Okay, well, that's different. The train seals just laugh. Mental illness, if I'm not correct. But I'm, no, I'm hearing voices. This is- ah, right. And she's talking about Mike Pence yeah. saying, you know, he tries to listen for the voice of God, blah, blah, blah. That's just, you know, some of it's just silly, dumb, old jokes for the benefit of the trained seals, but there's definite contempt. There. What if God did t- speak to you and, like, you actually heard the voice and he, he sounded like this? Hey, here's what you ought to do, see? Like I, Calvin Coolidge. Wouldn't that be shocking? For the government. <laughs> yeah. What if he sounds like Sean's that, Calvin Coolidge voice? Yeah. That would be odd. Or if he had, like, a really pronounced Minnesota accent or something. <laughs> so, Joel, it'd be real cool there if you'd spend more time on mercy and less on anger. <laughs> Are you, You're the almighty? Oh, yeah. What if he sounded dumb? Good advice, but whoa, you shouldn't uh, do that. Uh, you gotta follow the, uh, the, what do you call it, the commandments. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be surprising. Huh. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the NRA is firing back at President Trump. We've got another example of your government in action and the wit and wisdom of the White House Chief of Staff, John Kelly. The wit and wisdom. Yes. Um, I want to respond to that idiot uh, text we got, too, about our discussion on immigration and Abby, what's her name, and the rest of it. Okay. Ten movies that uh, didn't win the Oscar that are you know, some of the greatest movies of all time and who beat them coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Totally. I liked everything about her attitude. Oh, yeah. Cynical, sense of humor. Yep. Mate took a couple of shots at everybody, really. Yep. Yeah. She was perfect for us. Need more of that. The fabulous Emily Jashinsky of the Washington Examiner. I need to be more of that and more, like, serious conversations of the meaning of Hope Hicks' resignation. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Who is that for? What an orgy of insiderism yesterday was on yeah. the news. It was easy for me. I got to skip through all the shows I usually watch. I yeah. wasn't going to take in that crap. Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, we do have another meeting on school safety going on today at the White House. It comes after President Trump hosted a freewheeling bipartisan get-together on the issue yesterday. Trump uh, stunning members of both parties during that discussion on gun legislation with legislators. It doesn't make sense that I have to wait till I'm 21 to get a handgun, but I can get this weapon at 18. I don't know. So I was just curious as to what you did in your bill. We, you don't we, didn't, we didn't address it as president. Look, I think you know we, why? Because you're afraid of the NRA, right? Meanwhile, the NRA is not really... I love him saying that yeah. out loud. Let's say this stuff out loud. <laughs> Why not? Meanwhile, the NRA is not too thrilled with Trump's uh, gun control discussion. A spokeswoman for the uh, group told CNN that it made for great TV, but bad policy that wouldn't keep children safe. Trump, at another point, urging lawmakers on. We're determined to turn our grief into action. The people at this table want it. I mean, I see some folks that don't say nice things about me, and that's okay. Because if you turn that into this energy, I'll love you. That that was your typical Trumpian fractured syntax, but a great thing to say. That was a great thing to say. Look, you don't like me. I've heard you bad-mouthing me. Great. Super. Let that energize you coming together with you and fixing this. I liked it. Yep. On the age thing, I'm no uh, constitutional lawyer, but I, I don't... How did they, how did they ever... Ban handguns up to age 21 when it's a constitutional right and you're an adult at 18. I'm surprised that ever happened. Is that the law? I guess it is. It is in Florida, uh, anyway. Right. Well, because I, I, I guess... Well, that is... Constitutionally, you're right. That's interesting. Yeah, but... If, they, if, they, if you've got the Heller decision out right. there where they allow, they said handguns are... You know, you're allowed to have a handgun to protect mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Right. How do you deny an 18-year-old who's an adult? Well, well with uh, with that kind of reasoning, how do you deny a 6-year-old? I mean... Because well, they're not a citizen and they don't have constitutional rights. You're not a citizen when you're 6? Well, n- no, not in terms of the Constitution. Okay. Otherwise, a president couldn't send you... Uh, I'm sorry, a president. Otherwise, a parent couldn't send you to your room... For bad mouthing them because that would infringe okay. on their free speech rights, etc. Okay, Not bad I mean you're imprisoning them for <laughs> gotcha. expressing themselves. You're imprisoning them, <laughs> right? Well, you are unless you let them out. <laughs> Get in your room and stay there. Uh, kidnapping, Dad. <laughs> Damn it! Yes, yes. <laughs> Being held against my will. Where's the due process, Dad? <laughs> yeah, got me again. Meanwhile, the San Francisco Chronicle is reporting that San Francisco's newly installed Mayor Mark uh, Farrell now backs using state taxes to pay for attorneys for all immigrants facing deportation. Surely something that incredibly controversial would be a voluntary contribution by taxpayers, not money we have to give at the point of the government's gun. Surely your hubris isn't so enormous that you would 
demand the use of people's hard-earned dollars for that incredibly questionable purpose, sir. Now, before he became the mayor, he was known as the Board of Supervisors' most physically, physically rather conservative supervisor. And now his first big move as the mayor looks like payback for the progressive who installed him as the head of San Francisco, as the mayor. That, according to the Quran, goes along with Assemblyman Phil Ting, Democrat from San Francisco's plan, to introduce legislation asking for $7 million a year to pay for universal counsel in Northern California's immigration court, which is based in San Francisco. And it turns out the city's public defender supplies most of the immigrant lawyers in that court, and his office would likely get the largest share of the state money if it's approved. You know, I don't know if I can be party to this insanity. I really don't. What are you going to do? Get the hell out. Hmm. Equifax adding millions more to the victims list of its massive data breach last year. The Credit Bureau today says it's identified an additional two and a half million accounts from which hackers stole partial driver's license information. It's all out there. You just might as well assume that it's all out there. Your social security number, your address, your driver's license number, a lot of your passwords, it's out there. Freeze your accounts, you know, freeze your credit. You just have to assume. You're absolutely right. Move to a barter system. Which part of my driver's license info? Because I don't care if they know how tall I am. Mm. Or or, color of your eyes. Or the weight, which is often a lie. You think you know how much I weigh, but you're wrong. (laughs) Joke's on you. (laughs) San Diego State University. You know what? That's funny. I haven't looked at my weight for ages. On my driver's license. Okay. How truthful is it? Wait a minute. I think mine's actually above my weight. Let's take a look here. It says you weigh 95 pounds. Oh, my God. It's almost exactly correct. Oh, well. How about that? How odd. It was was a patent falsehood. It was a laughable lie there for a while. (laughs) San San Diego State (laughs) University's dropping President Donald Trump's name from the title of a class after public criticism. We talked about this earlier this week. The name of the course, Trump Impeachment Removal or Conviction. (laughs) The course is covering the history, the procedures, and constitutional grounds for removing presidents as well as presidential immunity. That's some good jazzy marketing for the class, but probably not appropriate. (laughs) Right. And and you'd probably get into the Kenny pardon himself, which is an interesting constitutional issue. It's never been pushed to the limit to see some people think yes, some people think no. I mean, if you wanted to teach a class on, I don't know, Kenyan politics, you could title it Obama, Kenya, right. and politics. Obama! Probably, probably people would not put up with that. Or, so cut it out. Or can you just do what Richard Nixon did, uh, point the vice president as president, and the vice and the vice president then pardons you. There you go. There you go. There's a way around it. It's the old switcheroo. White House Chief of Staff John Kelly's joking about his path to the West Wing. The last thing I wanted to do was walk away from one of the great uh, honors of my life, being in the Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, but I did something wrong, and God punished me, I guess. <laughs> That's funny. Kelly making those remarks. Does that mean the... there's a rift between the president and <laughs> Kelly, send me on the way out. 14 different anonymous sources say Kelly's through. You know something that's really interesting that you picked up on that because the next line is reports have swirled recently. President Trump is unhappy with Kelly yeah. and was considering uh, retiring the retired uh, general. I'm so tired by all of this. Oh. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. All right, I'll give you another try. Good job, Squawky. Um, that whole thing makes my arse tired. Just like in prison. Good job. There you go. Can you see my birth certificate? Can you? Can you? 
How you like that one? Huh? It's a play on words. I get it. Um, uh, movies that didn't win the Oscar. What what movie beat them? Quite the list as we head into Oscar weekend. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I get that you want to do your silly list of movies while I'm trying to solve the problems of the world, but uh, if we could preserve somehow that tweet that we got on the topic of uh, Oakland and illegal aliens and um, raids and warnings of raids and and voting and the rest of it, um, I would like to respond to that perhaps manana. Okay. The whole, oh, you white people, blah, blah, blah thing. The Oscars are Sunday night, and I guess because of this... What I do for a living, I am obligated to watch at least portions of it. Mostly to report on how terrible it is, probably. Boy, I wish I had time to, because uh, uh, a lot of the big picture nominees, the ones I really want to see, three billboards and that are on my, uh, I could order them up on my TV if I wanted. Mm. But I got no time. Lady Boyd, the sea monster movie. Ladies committing bestiality with a sea monster. I don't approve. Pesciality? Pesciality, yeah. That's right. In retrospect, fish. in retrospect, perhaps the best picture doesn't always win. Um, they go back through 10 best pictures to second guest, it going all the way back to, that's guest, not guest, uh, all the way back to 1942 when the movie that won was How Green Was My Valley, which I don't believe I've seen. It's very, a, very yeah, green. It's a classic Western, uh, but it, uh, it beat out Citizen Kane, which did not win the Academy <laughs> Award, and you know, if, I don't, you can't argue with that being a mistake if you're going to... It's like the most influential movie of all time, right? Mm. On on many people's... Many, many, many people's greatest movie of all time. Right. So. But the second best that year. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to argue with. Yeah. Uh, 1974, <clears throat> the picture that won was The Sting, which is a pretty darn good Redford Newman movie. Very entertaining. Mm-hmm. But they claim The Exorcist should have won. I don't know. The Sting's pretty damn good. Mm, interesting. This one I absolutely agree with from 1990. Kramer versus Kramer won. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, a divorce movie at a time when divorce was like really becoming acceptable mainstream and it fought for women's rights and that sort of stuff. And it was so, so Meryl Streep, too, right? Was it? The first of her 432 nominations. But it fit perfectly with the times, right? Right. Especially among the sort of crowd that gets into Oscar voting. Right. Empowering women to, to get divorced. From um, Dustin Hoffman. Beat out Apocalypse Now. No win. Oh. Apocalypse Now does not win oh. Best Picture. Come on now. Come on. You agree or disagree, Sean? No, Apocalypse Now is a way better movie. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the greatest movies ever. And just, taught- just degree of difficulty for filming the damn thing. Right. Right. I don't think there's a degree of difficulty well, there, in the other. There should be. It taught me the pleasures of lurking in a dark room and sponging myself. Like Marlon Brando at the end. It's very relaxing. There's no degree of difficulty in getting a couple of ac- an actor and an actress in a room arguing about how they're not in love with each other anymore. And they didn't behead a single ox in Kramer versus Kramer either. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that movie. I'd watch oh, it right now. I, it, it is tar it is a tar pit if i put one foot on it because i flip to it on cable tv forget it i'm stuck god martin sheen in that movie with his gravelly voice laying there on the bed 
He went to jump school when he was 40. It almost killed me when I was 18. Mm. Young Lawrence Fishburne was like a teenager yeah, in that yeah. movie. It's yeah. a cool movie. Yeah. Um, did win in 1982 Chariots of Fire, one of the best running in slow motion on the beaches among Brits movies of all time. The chariot's on fire. <laughs> Someone put it out. I didn't know it had words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. beat out Raiders of the Lost Ark. Agree yeah, or disagree? I don't no? know. That one it, seems it's like more a, fun to me when a good, when a obviously great movie beats a crappy movie. Mm. Just kind of depends what you're looking for. Out of Africa, one in eighty six. They think the color purple should have won. Both uh, blockbusters. Yeah, let me see if I. Oh, here's a perfect one. Nineteen ninety seven. The English Patient one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still haven't woken uh, up from falling asleep during that movie. Six uh, hours of him yeah, dying on the bed. Uh, I read the book, never saw the movie. Um, the English Patient did win what should have won Fargo. Freaking Fargo. Oh, oh that's your friend over there in the wood chipper. One of the well, great old <laughs> No, because it had a few laughs. <laughs> Comedies can't win Best Picture. Don't be absurd, sir. Um, Long, drawn-out, pseudo-romantic, dying soldier movies, yes. Comedies, no. 95, Forrest Gump won. I like Forrest Gump. That's a pretty dang good movie. Oh, yeah. They say Pulp Fiction should have won. Ah, definitely arguable. Pulp, pulp Fiction's pretty... I love Pulp Fiction, but Forrest Gump is a fine flick, yeah, too. That's, yeah, that, no doubt. That's a, that's a Hall of Fame year of Yeah, of no movies. kidding. Um, well, you know, and I, I've held off till now, but I can't help it anymore. Trying to pick one best movie is stupid. <laughs> What do you want? Ties? What are you a soccer fan? Well, yeah, well, like exactly. Compare any of these two. How, How do you com- dare you, sir? What is better, Kramer versus Kramer versus Apocalypse Now? Again, it's like my old thing of which is better, a beagle or an apple? Right, an apple. <laughs> <laughs> I can use an apple to sustain myself. You got yeah, any more? It's, it's, it's not. You ever great. had beagle meat? Not mm, that great. Tender. Not that great to take oh, for a God. walk, though. Right. How's it for companionship? Right. Just, Last night, I sat down on my family room floor, and my wounded dog cuddled up to me, and it was beautiful, and I soothed them. Do that to your apple, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> 1990, Driving Miss Daisy did win. They say Field of Dreams should have won. Yeah, Driving Miss Daisy, perfectly good move. Not as clear-cut again. I think we all agree Apocalypse Now should have beat out Kramer versus Kramer. Yes, please. Yes. And now, Sleeve Boy presents Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. By the way, we'd like you to submit some more of those. We need new ones. Oh, we have a bunch of new ones. Yeah, we ought okay. to go through some of those at let's, some point. Let's, uh, let's, let's do that tomorrow. The perfect on a Friday. Here's yep. your host, Joe Getty. Let's get final thoughts from everybody, huh? A uh, positive Sean, what's your final thought? Yeah, my favorite TV show from the last two years, Atlanta, begins its second season tonight. Just a shout out to what I'm going to be watching. Cool. Beautiful. Marshall Phillips, your final thoughts. Well, where I live, it is raining to beat the band, so I'm going to do what I did yesterday. I'm going to curl up and do some binge watching. I'm halfway through three billboards outside of Epping, and I'll Ooh, tell nice. you. How you liking uh, it so far? It's it's grim. It's is good. It? It's, it's a grim. movie about the uh, fascinating art of outdoor advertising. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I worked for an ad agency. They told us no more than seven words, right. period, including the name of the business. Yeah. Wow. That's sales, what the movie's all about. Sales and construction. Right. <laughs> uh, Michelangelo, final thought. If you want to increase the quality of your life, no matter where you live, steal your neighbor's Wi-Fi for free and eat leftovers. There you go. Wow. Good advice. Jack, your final thought? I'm cleaning the house all day long today. You know why? Because we have guests coming this weekend. Is that the only thing that gets a lot of us to ever clean their house? For me, yeah. Somebody coming over. 
I guess you just ought to schedule somebody coming over a number of times per year so you're forced to clean your house. And we do it out of embarrassment, right? Sure. We're, we're willing to live that way, right. but we don't want anybody else to see how we live. <laughs> you know, one of my few completely seared-in childhood memories was my mom saying, why don't we do this for us? Right. We live here. Right. I, I like thought, me. wow, that is unquestionably true. I like them, but I like me, too. Right. And from that moment on, our house was spick and no, it wasn't. <laughs> Neither spick nor span. Is that your final thought? Yep. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. It'll do. I have a lot of thoughts, but... Yeah. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Get our contact information. Drop us an email. Or tweet at us. Text at us. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. You folks do a great job keeping your eyes open. Yeah, we now have armstrongandgetty.com. That is big time, The huh? world is our oyster. Oh, huh? boy. It's all coming together. <laughs> I don't even like oysters. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Buddy, do you want me to put your shoes back on for you? Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.